Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Well, hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, it's okay. You're addicted to Dynasty and I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I'm a Dynasty Freak. I love the NFL. I watch every game every week. I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty. Today is our weekly uh, podcast where we talk about the waiver wire. And to be really honest, the waiver wire is really, really thin this week. And so there's really not a lot to talk about. I will mention a few players that I think are worth picking up. And I think I'll also mention some players that I've recommended in the previous week or two, just so that you can... uh, Know about those guys, too, in case they're still available in some of your leagues. As a reminder, I play in 10 and 12-team leagues, which means there's with 10 and 12-team leagues with 27 to 30 players rostered. So that means 300 to 324 players are already rostered in all of my leagues. So that's what you call a true dynasty league. You're listening to this because you're in it and because there isn't a weekly waiver wire podcast out there that I know of for uh, dynasty leagues. And so I hope that this is a way to help you, even though I'm getting it out a little bit later than normal. Uh, hope you give a good listen and gives you some ideas on what to do tonight before you set your waiver moves. Uh, quarterbacks, we'll start there. Uh, last week, I'll mention that I mentioned uh, Fitzpatrick and Laletta. Uh, and of course, uh, Fitz, no doubt, was picked up in all of your leagues, at least the leagues where he was dropped. He was kept in a lot of leagues for sure. And once again, Fitzpatrick did uh, Fitz magic-like things contributing to one loss in one of my leagues for sure. Um, and where Laletta actually ended up and promptly got arrested for uh, evading police and some sort of driving incident uh, right after I uh, posted this waiver wire article. Um, so he's since been released, from, not from the team, but from uh, from uh, prison, not prison, but from jail, and has apologized. Uh, the Giants say that Eli is their starter for this week, but they've made no promises um, for future weeks. So they really were unclear whether he was going to continue to be their starter as they continue to struggle. And so it might be worth adding Loletta, like I mentioned last week, just to see what he looks like if he gets a chance to play. That was last week. So this week, um, I would only list uh, Nick Mullins from San Francisco. Uh, that was hilarious on Thursday night, depending on which side of the, uh, <laughs> the, side of the game you were on. Uh, what's not hilarious is what I did when I benched Kittle in two of my leagues thinking it was going to be a really rough first career start for Mullins. Obviously, it wasn't. Uh, from a dynasty perspective, I really don't see him as a real dynasty factor. I think it's pretty clear that Jimmy G is the guy that they want to start in San Francisco. I don't think there's anything that Mullins could do this year. He could beat out Bethard, um, and maybe he could be Jimmy G's backup next year. But I don't believe there's really any way that, that uh, they would go with Mullins. Jimmy G's the guy that they've paid, the guy that, that Shanahan went out and got specifically for this role. So it's not really a long-term dynasty play, but if you're in a two-quarterback league, or the only way, other way I'd consider picking him up this week would be if I was um, thin at quarterback, which I am in one league, where I have Jimmy G. And so in that kind of scenario, he might be worth picking up so that you have both of them on your roster to see it play out. Um, otherwise, I don't think I'd be taking a chance on him. Super thin this week at running back, too, so I did not list anyone to pick up this week. I'm not making moves on anyone at the running back position this week. Um, I'll real briefly mention who I mentioned last week in case they are available in your leagues. Uh, Last week, I only listed one guy, too. Seems like all the running backs are taken up, right? I listed Josh Adams from Philadelphia. 
Uh, he was picked up in all of my leagues last week where he wasn't already rostered. Um, and he has a real chance to win the job in Philadelphia this week. But I suspect that Philly is always going to be a running back by committee type of team. That's just kind of how they've been and how they are. And um, I think that the trade for Golden Tate was also kind of a statement that uh, makes me think that they know that they have to pass to win because they've looked at their roster and they realize that none of their running backs can carry their team. And so all the running backs there, I think, are just kind of bit pieces um, and they're going to have to pass to win uh, this year at least and probably will be trying to get someone else in there at running back. But uh, Josh Adams, if he's still out there, you might take him if you want to take a chance on a little speculative grab. Uh, Wide receivers, uh, last week I listed a lot, so I'll mention each of them real quick because this week I only listed two. Uh, Last week I listed um, Deontay uh, Burnett from uh, the Jets, um, who this this week, last week he was their number one targeted player. This week he lost all those targets because they went back to a a healthy Anunwa now that he came back in the lineup. And then they have this emerging tight end in Herndon, which I was uh, smart enough to put on the waiver wire several weeks ago at tight end. And he's already showing he was their leading uh, receiver this last week. And so they've got these Anunwa healthy. They've got Herndon that's rising. And so I think I would be willing to drop Burnett. I'm trying to drop him in all the leagues where I did pick him up last week. Last week, I also listed Josh Reynolds. Um, he didn't really do, do much this week, did nothing this week, actually. But I still believe he's a great guy to stash. He's so talented. Um, I really wanted, wanted him on a number of my teams. Um, and particularly right now, if I have one or the other, you've seen what he's done the uh, few games where Cup was injured, when he steps into that third role, when any of those guys get injured, he's going to be the third role and he can play all of them. And so um, I think he's definitely worth stashing on your on your team, particularly if you do have one of the other um, L.A. Rams uh, receivers. Last week, I embarrassingly listed uh, Jordan Matthews because he did have his first great game in a while. Um, and then prom- Philly promptly trades for Golden Tate, uh, which I think just makes Matthews completely droppable at this point. So... Welcome back. Have your one good game, and now you're now you're droppable again. And the final guy that I listed last week was Dontrell Inman. Um, he had a great uh, week uh, two weeks ago with Indy, and this week they had a bye week, so there's nothing really we can point to to see if his trend was uh, trending up or trending down. But Dontrell Inman, if you didn't grab him last week, he's still available in most of my leagues. I did see him picked up in a few, but not all of them. This week I just list two guys. Uh, one is uh, Maurice Harris from Washington. Um, you know what? I have to be honest. Uh, if you read my profile, you know that I am a pastor overall, after all, so I have to be honest, right? Um, I had never heard of this guy before, and I follow Dynasty pretty thoroughly, so I can tell you. You might laugh at me because maybe you knew who he was, but um, I did not know who this guy was. But I can tell you one thing, that one of the best owners in my leagues that I know, shout out to Dave Muggy. Dave already had uh, this guy on his roster in all of the leagues that I share with him. So I went to the waiver wire to look to try to pick him up this week. And nope, not my leagues where I have Dave Muggy. He picked them all up. Um, and he's really smart about grabbing uh, young uh, prospect receivers and seeing them waiting on them to turn into something. Um, he'd been getting like two to four targets a game since appearing in week five. Um, but, but now with Crowder and Richardson injured, he made the most of his opportunity and caught 10 balls and 124 yards. Um, Washington was playing from behind quite a bit in that game, and I don't think that's their normal script of what they want to do. So I think this could be a little bit of um, fool's gold kind of right there. Um, But he's 25 years old, so I think he's definitely worth an add. I'd put him as my number two pick overall uh, for this coming week. Um, My next receiver that I'll mention is Adam Humphreys from Tampa Bay. 
Um, I feel like I had to list him just because he's probably going to be at the top of a lot of people's list. But um, from a dynasty perspective, I'm not really too high on it. I don't really believe that he can win the starting job. Like I think he's always going to be number three, if not number four there in Tampa Bay. Who knows why this week Mike Evans, you know, had a horrible game and Humphreys had the good, good game. But I can tell you that's going to happen like one out of ten times. And so he's the type of guy in a dynasty league that I don't feel like could ever become rise up to become a number one or two. And so when you're thinking about receivers on your roster, um, I don't usually like to roster those guys. I, w- I want to have some guys that can at least rise up to be the number two, if not have a potential to become a number one on a team. So Adam, if you like, I don't think I'm going to be trying to this week. And finally, we move to tight ends. Uh, just for the mention of last week, last week I listed Ed Dixon and Jordan Thomas. Uh, Dixon was picked up in all of my leagues. Um, and this week he puts up a goose egg on the only one target uh, that he re- <laughs> that he received. So once again, I believe he's just droppable. Um, that didn't work out, but maybe what did work out is Thomas, who I mentioned. Um, he also was just targeted once, but his target resulted in a touchdown catch. So I think if you did pick him up last week, he's definitely worth kind of holding on to, see if he can win the job or if he can actually start to play more percentage of the snaps and actually get more targets than just one uh, for a touchdown. But if they do think that he's kind of a touchdown target in the end zone, if they look for him like they did on that play, um, that's all we need from our tight ends, right? One touchdown and they've kind of made our week for us. I'll list one tight end here, and it's actually one that I listed several weeks ago, uh, Jeff Hireman from Denver. So several weeks ago, I listed him on my waiver wire article in the the podcast. Um, So props to you if you made that move back then and held him. Um, We did in one of my leagues, but we've since dropped him, and now we wish we could have him back. Well, not really in that league because we're we're pretty solid at tight ends, so we don't have to worry about it. But it's only one week, but it appears that Denver's found the guy that they're you know that's going to eat up some of the targets that Demarius Thomas. Um, would normally have after they traded him to Houston. Um, still just one week, and they got to buy this week. But Hireman was Denver's most targeted player in his first chance with, with Thomas gone. And he caught 10 passes um, out of 11 targets, so super efficient, 83 yards. Uh, he's still available in almost all of my leagues this week, so I would actually have him as my number one uh, waiver wire pickup for this week. So uh, that's my little chat about the waiver wire that's kind of bad this week, but hope that you've made some of these good moves and have uh, taken some of my advice and already have some of these guys on the on your rosters that I uh, mentioned several weeks ago, and now you're just starting to see them break out. That's really the goal of what we try to do in Dynasty is be ahead of the curve here. So I hope this helps you out. That's a wrap for this week, my freaky friends. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at DynastyFreaks.com. Um, until next time, let's go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.